Plastic pollution is without doubt one of the biggest problems facing humanity. The whole world is drowning in plastic. You don't have to go far to see it. Whether you're travelling around the world, even here in Australia, back home, we can go anywhere in the natural environment and see our waterways filled with it, our wildlife paying the biggest price. And is there anything more heartbreaking than seeing an animal who's caught up in all of this, who's stuck in packaging? Remember that video of the turtle having a straw pulled out of its nose? It was heartbreaking. The issue is so big that the United Nations has committed to developing an international legally binding agreement to end plastic pollution. But it's all well and good to talk about, you know, coming together to commit to ending this. But how do we do it? Some researchers in Australia have an idea. They want technology, which already exists, to be used to embed a code in plastic that would make it really easy to trace any piece of plastic back to whoever made it. It'd kind of be like DNA for plastic. You could do a quick scan, a test, and find out where it came from and who's responsible for it. And they reckon that would help hold the plastic industry accountable. And then we'd start to see some big movement to make things more sustainable in the long run. Christopher Barner-Kowalik from the Queensland University of Technology is one of the researchers. Professor Barner-Kowalik, thanks for joining us on Hack. You're absolutely welcome. Now, plastic pollution around the world, how big of a problem is it? People would have seen, you know, documentaries, stuff that's made headlines over the past few years especially, but just how big of an issue is plastics? It is a huge issue, and and everybody of us has experienced plastic uh, pollution, whether we go to the beach, we see uh, empty bottles flying around. We've all heard of microplastics, which end up in in animal life and and indeed in our bodies. And getting rid of plastics, uh, once they have produced, is really, really hard. So it is a massive problem and a massive environmental problem for the whole planet. So when we're talking about potential ideas of how to deal with this kind of stuff, you know, tracing plastic, for some things it seems pretty easy, like if there's a logo or brand or name on plastic, but just generic pieces of plastic, how can you trace that? Yeah, this is where our ideas um, come into play. Just imagine plastic tracers being something akin to DNA. So DNA is something that we carry. It's a molecule that stores information that we all have in our bodies and that's in every living being. And pretty much our forensics laboratory can identify someone or living organism by their DNA. The idea is to make something that's akin to DNA and implement it into the production process when the plastic is produced so that the whole production batch then carries that artificial DNA, if you so want, Um, which later on can be identified and read out so that if you find, for example, a bottle on the beach, um, you can identify, well, this plastic that constitutes that bottle was made at that manufacturer in that batch at that time. What would the process be like of identifying it, though? Would you need really expensive machinery to be able to do that? See, this is the research challenge that chemists face at the moment. Currently, you need expensive machinery to read out that information from the plastic and the DNA, that artificial DNA that's encoded in it. But we've got some ideas around how we can overcome that expensive machinery that was normally needed to read out the information. Ideally, what you would like to be able to do is just point light 
at the plastic. For example, from the flashlight from your smartphone, that reflects off that plastic, interacts with the molecule that's embedded in there, and gives a different type of light back. That's picked up by the camera on your smartphone. That connects to a server where, for example, um, information is stored about these tracing molecules, and that then identifies the plastic. That's science fiction at the moment, but it's not something that's out of the realm and unachievable with the current levels of uh, chemical technology. That's really interesting. I'm wondering, what's the end goal here? Because would it mean that you'd need different laws if you had these different processes in place? Like, it's great if you know where the plastics come from, but if you can't do anything about it, and there's a lot of plastic out there already that we know where it's come from. It's very clear who's produced it, but still it's an issue and it's harming wildlife and the environment. Yeah, and this is a very important point you raised there. And um, at QUT, we work as a team of researchers between law and chemistry, because obviously the best technology is worth almost nothing if you don't have the legislative framework also on an international level at, in place so that you can really hold producers responsible for taking back that plastic or doing something about the pollution they have caused. And interestingly, by changing the governance of, of plastics and, and the laws, the environmental laws, international environmental laws around that might already change the behavior, not only of the consumers, but definitely about the, uh, of the producers. I mean, they're good, strong ideas, Christopher, but I guess is it actually possible? How much cooperation would you need around the world from governments, but also these big companies, the plastics industry, which I'm guessing may not be that committed to implementing something like this? The hurdles are massive, but I think the change in behaviour that might be seen from the chemical manufacturers of these plastics might surprise us. Um, because I have gotten to know these producers, uh, which are large chemical corporations, to be quite innovative uh, and quite serious about environmental protection. So I can imagine a situation where these companies, these multinationals, will actually find a way to embrace that. Very interesting stuff. We'll definitely be following this research, these proposals. A lot of people would be thinking this is a great idea. Christopher, thanks very much for joining us on Hack and, and filling us in. Thank you very much for having me on our Hack. On Triple J. That was Christopher Barnaker-Wallach from the Queensland University of Technology there. And we're getting some messages through. Someone says, put it in the bin and it won't end up in the water. Another person, could companies use other companies' code, their plastic DNA, and frame other companies for polluting? That's a very interesting point there. And another person, Shanoa in Launceston, says, if they made recycling plastic more straightforward and much easier... There'd be far less plastic waste in the world. There are so many plastics that can't be put into the standard home recycling bin. They need to be sent to different places. Yeah, look, that's one of the big problems. Hack on Triple Jack.